Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Are You Freaking Kidding Me podcast with me, Joe Vigiano. On this episode, we are going to preview the uh, action on Saturday and the uh, games on Sunday. And then uh, well, I'm going to give a little bit of insight about uh, these recent manager hires for uh, multiple teams in the major leagues. And then, of course, I'm going to be bringing the whole show down as I talk about the Yankees and the nonsense that have been com- that's been coming out of the front office uh, over the past week. So get ready for this next episode of the Are You Freaking Kidding Me podcast. So let's get started in the world of college football. As uh, Saturday, there's going to be a bunch of big games. Uh, the two biggest ones are uh, one coming out of the SEC, that being Georgia versus Ole Miss, and one coming out of the Big Ten, which is... Penn State and Michigan. So uh, with these games, it's a little bit different for each one as, uh, well, one, Georgia ranked number two in the college football playoff rankings against number nine in the playoff rankings Ole Miss, while number three in the college football playoff rankings Michigan takes on number 10 in the college football playoff rankings, and that's Penn State. Now, when talking about the Georgia Ole Miss game, uh, this is an interesting game to me. Obviously, there's a lot on the line for both of these teams because uh, one, if Georgia wins, Ole Miss is outside shot at an SEC championship and a uh, outside shot at, uh, obviously, the college football playoff goes away. Uh, with Georgia, they would be able to afford a loss, but... Losing a home game against a ranked opponent is not uh, ideal in this particular situation. Um, so both both these teams are really going to be fighting hard for that win. Um, I, I can see this going uh, back and forth, but I think Georgia overall has an advantage. One, uh, Kirby Smart has uh, gotten his team to win games in multiple different ways. Um, they can put up points if they need to, they can shut you down. Um, they can run, they can run you, uh, all over the field. Uh, this is a team that, uh, normally doesn't have a lot of weaknesses and, and, uh, this year is not much different as they are legitimately one of the, uh, top teams in the country. Uh, Ole Miss on the other hand, uh, Lane Kiffin seems to find ways to, um, to blow his best chances, and unfortunately for him, that could very well happen this week in Athens, Georgia, as uh, Georgia, I think, is going to win this game, but I think it's going to be a close game. I'm thinking probably 31-21 uh, or 31-24, uh, Georgia gets the victory. Now for the matchup in the Big Ten between Michigan and Penn State, uh, Happy Valley, this is going to be a fun atmosphere. This is going to be a very loud building, and I, I hope Penn State gives uh, their fans a huge reason to be loud in this game and gives them uh, a chance to really enjoy this game. Uh, Happy Valley has kind of been a house of horrors for uh, Jim Harbaugh when Penn State and Michigan State match up and, and they're evenly matched. Uh even the games that uh, Penn State was outmatched in terms of talent, Penn State found a way to keep it close. Uh, at, 
at Penn State, I should specify. A um, couple years ago when they played, Penn State was a, a team that was 7-6 and six on the year, and Michigan was one of the top four teams in the country. Uh, that game played out to a 21-17 game uh, that Michigan ended up winning. But uh, again, Penn State being a ranked opponent, being one of the better teams in the country, Michigan being one of the better teams in the country, this is going to be a heck of a ball game. And I think this is the type of game that the Penn State faithful can make a huge difference in. Um, However, with that being said, Michigan is the more talented team. I'm not even going to be uh, someone that denies that. Michigan is the more talented team. They have the better coach. Um, It really is going to depend on which team runs the ball better. Michigan has the edge there because Blake Corum is just that good of a running back. Um, But if Penn State can get a uh, top-notch game out of Catron Allen and and, uh, Nick Singleton, this could be a uh, closer-than-the-experts-think kind of game. And I think it does play out that way. Penn State's defense does find a way to keep uh, keep them in this game. I don't know if the offense has enough in them to be able to pull off the upset, but I think this is going to be one of those games that uh, that comes down to the wire. Uh, I'm going to say 24 to 21, but I'm going to say Michigan beats Penn State 24 to 21. As much as it pains me to say that, uh, I just I just think Michigan is too talented of a team and they can find a way to win this game. Um, but I do think Penn State keeps it close. I do think Penn State uh, certainly gives a, gives them their best shot. And uh, again, I don't have a lot of faith in James Franklin in these big games, and I'm going to continue to say that until he proves me wrong. He hasn't done it yet in the 10 years that he's coached there. Um, hopefully he proves me wrong on Saturday. There's one more ranked versus ranked matchup to talk about, and that is uh, Tennessee and Missouri. Missouri coming off of a tough loss to uh, Georgia. Tennessee continuing to uh, play some decent football. This is uh, two teams that are evenly matched. They are ranked uh, one apart from each other. Uh, This is the kind of game that is going to come down to the wire, and uh, I think whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to predict that Missouri wins it because they're the home team, and I think they win it 34-31. Now uh, I'm going to play a game of let's see how many points USC's defense gives up this week as uh, they take on Oregon, and uh, I don't see how USC stops Oregon at all in this game. Uh, Even though USC did just fire their defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch, that dude collected a, uh, a pretty hefty paycheck to produce absolutely no results whatsoever uh watching usc's defense just give up uh score after score after score after score after score uh it's been fun to watch if you're a fan of anybody but usc uh and obviously from last week to this week i don't think it changes much even without uh, alex Grinch coaching that defense that defense is atrocious oregon's offense is uh really really solid and I think Oregon could very well put up 60. If not, it's going to be pretty darn close. Uh, but I'm going to say that Oregon puts up 59. I'm going to go on the more conservative side and say that they put up 59 against USC and beats USC 59-31 to 31 in this uh, 
high-scoring matchup. There's only one more uh, matchup really to talk about, and that's in the ACC, and that's uh, Duke-North Carolina. Of course, this is a huge rivalry, um, more known for its basketball uh, rivalry, not so much their football rivalry, but uh, this year's a little bit different as both teams are very competitive on the football field. Um, unfortunately for Duke, uh, North Carolina is the home team in this one, so I think North Carolina has the advantage. And I think Drake, obviously Drake May is the better quarterback. Even if Riley Leonard was fully healthy, Drake May is by far the better quarterback. And that certainly plays into North Carolina's advantage. Uh, but again, North, uh, Duke finds a way to keep games like this close. I don't see this being any different. This is going to be a tight game, at least for three quarters, kind of like how I felt uh, as Duke took on Florida State. But uh, there is a couple of things that are a little bit different in this one as, uh, one, North Carolina is not Florida State. Um, Florida State is certainly the better team, the far better team. Uh, but North Carolina is plenty good. They have enough there that they should be able to win this game. But uh, they've been struggling as of late. Uh, Duke has kind of been up and down uh, this year. And fortunately, part of that is because Riley Leonard's uh, injury. Hopefully... Uh, Hopefully this game stays close, but I think North Carolina wins it late uh, with a uh, final of 31-24. I said 31-24, North Carolina over Duke. Well, let's move on to the professional ranks here as uh, we go into the NFL. Um, And quite frankly, there's not much that I can really talk about in a positive light in terms of uh, the New York teams when it comes to the NFL. Um... Unfortunately, uh, Daniel Jones is done for the year for the Giants as he tore his ACL in the game against the Raiders last weekend, uh, which means that Tommy DeVito is going to be making his first uh, NFL start. And through the uh, copious amounts of action that he's gotten over the last two weeks, uh, this is not going to be very promising. I just pray to God that he survives this game as uh, Dallas is the opponent this week and you know, uh, week one they played each other, and it was a forty to nothing game. And that was with both teams fully healthy. Uh, the Giants are a lot more banged up than uh, than the Cowboys are, and I do not see how the how the Giants even stay in this game. I think the Giants will be lucky to put any sort of points on the board in this game. And on top of that, I think that Dallas just does whatever they want uh, to the Giants this this week. Uh, I I just. Pray to God that the Giants don't give up 50, but uh, really anything is possible. I think the Cowboys run away with this, and this is going to be an ugly, ugly football game. As far as the Jets, well, Monday night was a extremely disappointing for the uh, perform- performance for them. Holy cow, I can't speak right now. But, uh, yeah, it was an extremely disappointing performance for the Jets on uh, Monday night football against the Chargers last week. As uh, they lost twenty-seven to six, Zach Wilson once again shows how up and down he can be. As last week he was entirely down the entire game. He was he was awful. Uh, the Jets couldn't do anything offensively. The Jets' defense did okay. Uh, the special teams gave up a score very early in the game. Uh, just just an ugly all-around performance by the Jets, and, and credit to the Chargers for taking the Jets out of the game uh, from the start. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, 
this week should be easier for the Jets as they take on the Las Vegas Raiders. But as I mentioned last week, uh, when talking about the Giants versus the Raiders and how it could be a winnable game for the Giants, um, and then the Giants proceeded to go out there and, and get smoked, um, the Jets need to be careful in this one and uh, play play a complete game of football. They can't uh, show up flat. They can't uh, take any plays off. They need to come out and, and establish control of this game from the start. And uh, they really, really need to get a good performance from Zach Wilson, if for nothing else, just to boost confidence. Um, the Jets' offense has been awful. The Jets' defense has been outstanding. Uh, just they need to be able to match up the good and the you know the good from the defense with the when the offense decides they want to play. Uh, that that's the only way that they can compete full time in this league and. Uh, if the Jets can't do that, this is going to be a game that's going to be a lot tighter than uh, than they are comfortable for and a lot more tighter than uh, Jets fans would be comfortable for. So the Jets need to come out and they need to come out uh, strong from the start. As far as the other big matchups uh, this week, it's going to be really hard to find much of any this week, but there is a couple. Uh, the biggest one probably is in the uh, AFC North. And that is between the Cleveland Browns and the former Cleveland Browns, uh, otherwise known as the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, this game is going to be a good one as the Ravens have been clicking on all cylinders. Uh, they are just uh, making things happen that they haven't been able to do for uh, the last few years with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Uh, the defense has been playing outstanding football, but let's put it like this. The uh, Cleveland Browns is their defense has been outstanding all year, and this is the only way that Cleveland's going to be able to stay in the game. The defense need to, needs to set the tone. They need to get a couple of a good, clean shots on Lamar Jackson. They need to create a couple of turnovers uh, throughout this game, which Lamar Jackson is capable of doing. Um, <clears throat> if uh, the Browns have any chance of winning this game, they need to get pressure on Lamar Jackson and they need to force him to make mistakes. If they can force him to make some mistakes, they, they can keep this game close, and it could come down to the wire, and that is something that Cleveland can surprise uh, Baltimore on if uh, they are able to just play some solid football down the stretch in that game. And, uh, of course, they got to get a strong start, too. Um, this, game, this game is a good game. This is going to be a fun divisional matchup. And it's going to be a very tight, low-scoring game, I think, with uh, Cleveland surprising Baltimore this week. Another tough matchup this week is uh, a uh, a nice matchup between a team from the AFC and a team from the NFC. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the San Francisco 49ers. And it really is a question of uh, whether or not the 49ers have enough pieces there back and healthy to be able to be competitive in this game. If uh, if San Francisco has enough of their offensive weapons back, the Jaguars uh, could be in for a rough game. If uh, if not, the Jaguars could very well upset uh, the 49ers again. And this is a tough stretch for the 49ers as they've uh, started to see a little bit of a tailspin because of the injuries that uh, have occurred at key positions. Um, the Jaguars... They're still a young, up-and-coming team. They, they're still figuring 
things out, figuring out ways to win games, and they are doing a pretty good job of that as uh, they've pulled off a few upsets this this year already. Um, and this is a game that they need to have. So uh, this this game is going to come down to the wire. I hope that uh, Jacksonville pulls off the upset here at home. But I really think that uh, if the 49ers uh, get a little bit healthy, they should be able to win this game and win it with relative ease. Now, as for the last big matchup that I'm going to talk about, uh, again, it's another AFC versus NFC showdown here. Um, The Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, The Lions have struggled against top-tier AFC opponents this year. Uh, The Chargers is... Uh, they are very much a Jekyll and Hyde team. One week they're good, one week they're bad. Uh, this is one of those games. They're coming off of a of a solid performance against the Jets on Monday Night Football. Uh, I I really don't know which Charger team is going to show up. Uh, I think the Lions should be able to get off the Schneid against uh, AFC opponents uh, this week. They have enough talent certainly to do so. Um, I think they do win this game and I think they win it relatively easily. Um they had a rough performance last week and with any other Dan Campbell uh coach team they don't have back-to-back uh bad performances uh since Dan Campbell has been head coach. And if it, if it has been the case it's been very very rare. I think the the Lions bounce back and I think they do pull away with this one and I think it's going to be like a 31 to 17 final score. Um the Lions beating the Chargers in this case. Now let's move to the Major League Baseball offseason as uh, it's starting to eat up a little bit, uh, not so much because of any sort of player movement, more so because of managerial moves and uh, managers moving around the league. Uh, probably the biggest move of uh, all those moves that have been made in terms of the managers is the Chicago Cubs firing David Ross and immediately hiring Craig Council, basically stealing Council off of the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and he will become the uh, manager of the Chicago Cubs. That certainly should spark that rivalry uh, up a little bit next year as the uh, Brewers and Cubs are in pretty close proximity with each other. So uh, now... Instead of it just being a geographical rivalry, now there's that managerial piece uh, added into it. Should uh, certainly make things way more interesting uh, next year within the uh, NL Central. Speaking of managers not making far moves, uh, the New York Mets hired uh, a manager, and that is Carlos Mendoza. He was most recently the Yankees bench coach. Uh, he will move on from the Yankees and take over as Mets manager, literally just uh, going from Brooklyn, uh, from the Bronx to Queens, uh, not really having to move too far, just literally crossing the, one of the bridges from uh, the Bronx and going to Queens. And then uh, <clears throat> some weird moves. Of course, it's the Angels making weird moves because that's what they're good at doing. Uh, they hired Ron Washington to be their next manager. Uh, not sure how this one makes any sense. Nothing against Ron Washington, but he's a little bit more of an old school type of uh, manager. 
not really uh, the analytical mindset. Uh, maybe he gets the most out of uh, the Angels team. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what, what he does with that roster and see if any major changes get made to that roster. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Sticking with Major League Baseball and now moving more so to that team in the Bronx, the New York Yankees, a lot of weird things happening with the Yankees lately. Uh, One being that was uh, highly uh, advertised was the analytical deep dive that the Yankees did, which uh, led to absolutely nothing other than we may consider making changes, but we probably won't. Uh, that seems to be the consensus from, uh, the Yankee brass altogether. Um, and then you add in the fact that, uh, Brian Cashman then takes to his, uh, public, I'm a, I'm a stick it up everyone's, you know, what tour, uh, I think I did a good job kind of deal as he proclaimed that the Yankees had a, uh, Pretty effing good team last year. Just injuries uh, bit them a little bit. Um, I'm not sure I watched the same team that uh, Brian Cashman talked about here. Yes, the Yankees were an often injured team last year, but even when those people were healthy, guess what they didn't do? They didn't hit. Uh, guess what they did a lot of? Struck out. Um if it was uh, not a home run, they didn't score runs. So you can't say that this is uh, entirely because of injuries because you know what? Even when they weren't injured prior, you know, early on in the season, they were having trouble scoring runs. They were having trouble consistently getting base hits with runners in scoring position. They were having trouble getting walks. They were having trouble moving the uh, the runners up a base. And, of course, the Yankees think that, uh, well, we need to bunt more is uh, the thought process But behind uh, Aaron Boone here. Uh, that should certainly get them to get better at moving base runners up and, and scoring runs, right? Uh, no, that's not going to be what uh, gets them better at uh, scoring runs. It might help them move up uh, base runners every once in a while, but uh, it's not going to help them score runs because they still can't seem to figure out a way to get contact on the ball. And even if you try to make contact on a on a play where you're trying to bunt, if you don't keep it fair, that's a that's going to turn into an out after uh, the third time. So, uh, yeah, you still need to be able to do the basics. And the Yankees were not good at doing the basics, whether it was uh, playing out in the field, whether it was uh, up at the plate, how they uh, approached at bats. They had so many different things that went wrong for them last year that uh, it didn't matter whether it was health-related or not. It was not just health-related. There were some major flaws with this Yankee roster, and these were flaws that I saw going into last offseason that went unaddressed. And if they continue to ignore these problems this offseason, they are going to be even worse next year than they were this year and that is going to be a huge problem because they don't have a lot of room to drop they really can only drop one spot and they'll be in last place in the american league east so they really need to figure it out and uh not just uh spray uh sprinkle some pixie dust on it and say yep everything's good now that's not how this is going to work 
They need to make some serious moves, and they need to come up with uh, a really good game plan on how to improve this roster because it desperately needs to be improved. Anyway, that's going to do it for me here on the Are You Freaking Kidding Me podcast. Uh, I hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Uh, and since this weekend is Veterans Day, Veterans Day being on Saturday, uh, don't forget to thank a veteran. Don't forget to thank all the veterans. Of course, I thank every single veteran. And I also thank every single brother and sister that uh, I have in arms. Uh, could not be doing these sorts of things uh, without without your support and cannot be doing this without uh, uh, the sacrifices that, that every single one of us have, has uh, made uh, that uh, is in the service. Uh, thank you for your service. I know you probably think you hear it too much, but you certainly don't hear it enough. Uh, thank you for your service and uh, keep on fighting the good fight.